What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. My mind's playing tricks on me. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but nothing seems to give me sweet relief. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but every time it seems I lose my mind. My mind. It's Self-Helpless with Kelsey Cook, Delaney Fisher, and Taylor Tomlinson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we have such a cool guest. Uh, We're very excited to have her on. She's the host of the Burning in Hell podcast, where she interviews guests about their insecurities, anxieties, and fears. And she's also right now on the Bravo reality TV show, Summer House. Please give it up for Hannah Burner. Yay! It's like a packed room in here. I love it. It's hard to like get you all together to do this. It's exciting. Yeah. 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 Thanks for coming and doing it. Cannot wait to dive into this. Um, (laughs) Do you have a favorite or least favorite quote that you'd like to kick off the show with? So I was inspired by I stalked your Instagrams beforehand because I'm a professional. Oh yeah, girl. I I want to know what I'm getting involved into. Yeah, Kelsey. Were you the basketball player? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Because you all kind of look slightly alike in the best way. Yeah. Just saying. Like that we could be related. Sisters. Like a half-sister yeah. situation. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. That meant to be a compliment. So you were playing basketball and I have a basketball quote. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So I like to relate sports to life. Also because I have an insane sports family. Yes. That like they don't understand that sports is just a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but my quote is, even when it's raining, the hoop is always there. Ooh, I like that. And I love it. (laughs) Because it's like when you're in a dark place, you can't see that there's so many opportunities on the horizon or even like at that moment. Yeah. Like, do you ever have something good happen to you and you're like, I could have never predicted this a Mm, year ago? Totally. But like, so when you're in that dark place, know that like there's still light, even though you can't see it. I love it. So freaking look at you coming in. I came in hot. You guys prepared me. Oh look, there's cameras. Sorry, I haven't been cheating. This is a reality TV show professional here. (laughs) 
I'm trained to not notice the cameras. <laughs> yeah. Just being natural. Okay, now I have to change my hair. Uh, that's the whole thing. No. That's odd. That's a great quote. That is yeah. good. Thank I love you. That. I haven't heard that one before. And and what's your least favorite? My part? least favorite is anything that has to do with hustle. Really? <laughs> that's funny because as like a sports person, I would think that that's like right up your alley. No, I think that it's like makes people psychotic like the whole mm. gary v thing like you gotta wake up at 6 a.m when other people are sleeping <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like everyone has their own way of being the most productive creative people mm. and like if you're constantly pressured to hustle like you're gonna want to kill yourself yeah wow. and I if you're constantly it. comparing the hustle it's just life is too different yeah. and hustling has created animosity towards myself of being like you shouldn't take a break you shouldn't rest yeah girl you're at the right podcast you need to take that mental (laughs) or physical break to like grow and to excel so like all that hustle bullshit also when people say stuff like (laughs) um i saw this instagram quote that was like um never tell people how hard you're working and that's how you know like you're going to be successful and i'm like so you're basically trying to tell people you're working hard so therefore you saying that is you oh, it just like you know what i mean show people how hard yeah, you're working like, don't oh. tell them yeah yeah, yeah. but they are clearly telling people that they're working hard by saying that quote not to tell people you're working hard <laughs> it's just the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. it just basically like it pisses me <laughs> that's off exception right there yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exception yeah, yeah. um that wasn't the exact quote i butchered it but you know what but i was I get saying it. yes mm-hmm. yeah, Absolutely. yeah we're on board and it's like there's a um like the instagram model obviously that like is that idealism of beauty that's fake and there's also that like hustle model on instagram that's like fake right you see someone like on their plane like going from (laughs) la to dc to new york and it's like it's never what it actually is yeah Yeah, that's so true i mean even like comedians and they're like oh like booked a gig booked a gig it's like you're getting five bucks for that gig (laughs) like you probably got booed off stage like stop trying to brag about (laughs) it that's funny or you're sad you know yeah definitely i've i mean i won't speak for kelsey but i've certainly posted like things like look at this and i'm touring i'm on the road and it's like i'm crying while i post it i'm gone so much 100 percent but everybody's like you're so busy oh yeah and you know you've had those moments where you're looking at other people working hard and success and it's like damn she's so busy i wish i was busy like her so there's all that kind of fakeness that you need to look through look past absolutely i like the instagram quote that's going around right now not really a quote but it's it's the word hustle crossed out and it just says balance underneath yeah yeah that's what we need that's what we need i love that and that's Mm -hmm. like my new california vibe (laughs) (laughs) you've been here what 10 minutes yeah i've been i've literally been here for under 48 hours and i'm like at least changed me (laughs) yeah i'm like your flower crown i know i want to get like a little dog to put in my bed (laughs) i have one not like ew well i can't i had a lot of like ideas about la and i as a a native new yorker from brooklyn but i would like talk shit about la and then be like oh i've never been there though and people are like hannah you can't talk shit if you're not informed (laughs) yes so but la i always thought was like a little more like about aesthetics and like a little more about like physical stuff where they say like oh a, we are a, don't let us fool you yeah. <laughs> yeah. they say like a verification a blue verification in la is like a harvard law degree in new york but like oh. i just love stereotypes in general yeah so i'm enjoying that but 
LA is fascinating. Now me. you can talk shit with conviction because exactly. you've been here. Now, now I'm like, yeah. I know, yeah. I have evidence. <laughs> I have the receipts. Well, I think yeah. everyone tries to look perfect, but in like a, like, I didn't even try. Like, kind of, oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I woke up like this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Speaking of, they, they like, no offense to you, like with the hat, but if you mm. added sunglasses, like I feel like people walk around like they're someone more than they are. <laughs> oh, I oh. walked in with sunglasses on. So I guess, <laughs> I guess you I'll were like, I intro the self help yeah. podcast, so I need my space. I need and privacy. This. That's so funny. And I feel like a total douchebag. It's just because I haven't showered and I have vacuum. No, you look cute. Just, oh, thank you. You gotta hide, trying to hide as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say, speaking of uh, like hustle and all that, Taylor and I were just texting about the Beyonce documentary oh uh, yesterday. Did you see it yet? <laughs> I need to see it. Wait, when did it come out? Uh, like maybe a, f- a week ago. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, so I haven't seen it. Yeah, okay, you're okay. Boy, like the whole idea of hustle, and I I wouldn't say that we are an anti-hustle podcast because mm-hmm. I definitely think that we like try and motivate people to do their best. Yes, but. One of my favorite quotes at the beginning of this podcast has now become one of my least favorite quotes, which is, uh, remember, you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce, because that used to give me very unrealistic ideas of how I should be spending Mm -hmm. the hours of my day. And you watch this documentary and it's like, you know what? Like, God bless her, because, I mean, I need her in my life and Mm -hmm. she's amazing. But like. Not everybody can do that. No, no. She has an extra 10 hours. Her her work ethic is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she also has the help of like a lot of people around her. Yeah. But her individual work ethic is truly, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. But I also think like if you're looking at true success, it's someone who has a combination of the work ethic plus the passion Plus the fucked upness of like a little insecurity <laughs> and need for affirmation. Right. Yeah. Plus so like, a fuckload of luck. And a, yeah, and and a fuckload of luck yeah. and timing and money and good genes. Um, <laughs> but I think that she clearly like loves what she does. And I don't know what drives her. And sometimes what drives people isn't healthy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is also why I started my podcast, Burning in Hell. Because yeah. I was meeting all these celebrities when I worked for Betches doing interviews. Mm-hmm. And I always was like, if I had the like platform and like the money i would be happy and you realize like oh so many of these people are dealing with so much of the same shit we are and i wanted to be able to talk and they're just like always bragging in these yeah. interviews and i'm like i want to talk about the bad things that you're embarrassed about exactly you're insecure yeah. about and also learn how they cope with it like i want to know from beyonce how she copes with when she gets burnt out like that's mm-hmm. interesting to me yeah Not absolutely that she's like i am running on so much i don't know what she's running on yeah right. when, <laughs> i don't know crash, either because like. in the movie she's like i cut out fish meat carbs sugar. alcohol sugar bread i'm like what is she eating? <laughs> and then they have left. a shot of her eating an apple, and you're like, I guess that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. There, once you eliminate all that, I don't know well, what is. Have plant-based. you seen the Serena Williams documentary? Oh, no. I watched half of it, and that's like it was kind of triggering to me, so I couldn't finish it because yeah. I was tired. But like, she's a psycho control freak. Like, yeah. they're not necessarily healthy and living mm-hmm. the happiest lives. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I'd say like Beyonce. I'm throwing shit out there. I might regret saying this, but like obviously she has some relationship issues and her career probably wasn't good for her relationship necessarily mm. or maybe a bonded. So it's like there's oh, it's yeah. not all positivity that this mm-hmm. girl's able to work so hard. Yeah. Well, to get to that point, you kind of have to be obsessed and addicted to it. Or yeah. that's how you become the best in the world and to be or one addicted of the greats, to anything, right? It's st- like alcoholics are not just alcoholics. They're trying to numb something else. I'm basically trying to say Beyonce's fucked up. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying like there's more t- and complexity to like, I just see her as like a human. I wonder why she has that like incredible drive and what's mm-hmm. the deeper meaning behind it. Mm, but ultimately, yeah. I think she feels a, 
like almost with me, once I started to get a platform, instead of like being scared of it, I was like, oh wait, all these fucked up things happened to me in my life so I could tell people about it with my platform, whether it's through laughter mm. or through other things. And maybe she feels like she has this talent and she brings so much joy and that's what drives her. Yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. making up things. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, she does look like she's having so much fun oh it's like it's the coolest thing and i mean she also i think a lot of the focus of the documentary is that she's the first african-american woman to headline coachella so she wanted it to be like a really big moment for her and you know her whole like her whole team of people on stage it is some of the most talented musicians dancers ever and so i think for her it was more than just like oh, i want to put on a good concert for people it's like i want to send a message and i also and think really it's important for people. girls to see that yeah mm-hmm. that like she has a whole family and she's built an entire empire and i think women that's why like back in the day when they were housewives they just like get drunk on wine all the time because like women are meant to create shit we're yeah. creators like we want whether we're creating comedy or like people, people. Yeah. <laughs> we are not destroyers we're creators and i think it's great and hopefully it inspires other women to be like fuck yeah i can do that too absolutely yeah, yeah. that's not just the sound of that first sip of morning joe it's the sound of someone shopping for a car on carvana from the comfort of home that's a good blend it's time to take it easy like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Can you share like a little bit about your podcast? Like what have been some big surprises? Who have you interviewed? Like who have you been surprised with that's like dealing Um, with some shit? Well, if you guys are Bravo fans, I interviewed um, Margaret Josephs who's on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Mm. She's interesting because she's like an older woman. She's, I think, late 50s. She left her husband for, like, the guy working on her house. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's like and some like, real housewives. Yeah. Real, real, real housewives. shit, yeah. And, like, I, most podcasts, I'm not dealing with people who have, like, whole family drama like that that I know of. But I was like, I have to talk to her about it. We're in hell. We're burning in hell. Yeah. And I was like... Do you regret ruining your whole family dynamic for this guy? Like I had to say it. And yeah. she looked at me and she she talks like this. And she was like, he was, I don't regret starting a family with Jan, my ex. He was the perfect man to start a family. And my current man now, Joe, is the perfect man for me now. And there's different loves for different times. And she kind of showed me like, you're all everything you're taught as a child was like spun she's like yeah loves are f- sometimes for different people at different times yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. like we're but so what about taught- your family though like are they <laughs> cool, i mean or- kids schmids who cares <laughs> yeah. are, kids, are the kids adults and stuff? the kids are adults oh, okay like, all right. so it was it was like old when they were right. older yeah, um, but yeah. it's still like she had to deal with a lot of bullshit but she was like i had to choose my happiness over my kids and my kids didn't understand at first mm-hmm. but it also like as a young woman you're taught that like love story of like you meet the man of your dreams you get married and you run away happy ever after Mm -hmm. and then 
to hear someone else be like, I didn't do it and I fucked up real bad and like I'm really happy right now. Yeah. It was kind of nice. Also, how many people do you think just stay in divorces because of society? Oh. I mean, stay and don't get divorced. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So many. Yeah. A lot of people I know. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. women don't want to be judged and men don't want to be judged. And it's like, you know what? Who cares what other people think? Do you yeah. hate yourself right now or not? Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to hold out until I'm the age that would be my second marriage. You oh, know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I'm just going to skip the first Because then you get the guy and get Because all the good ones are taken right now. If you're, I'm in my late yeah. 20s. You got to wait for the divorce rate. Yeah. Which is smart. I like that strategy. Yeah. That's what my manager told me. She goes, you got to get married at, like after 40. And I was like, <laughs> what? I can't wait that long. I also had Ryan Serhant, if you guys watch Million Dollar Listing on Bravo. I've heard of this. So he's like, he wanted to be an actor and then started real estate to make money in New York City and then became like the star of Million Dollar Listing on Bravo. So it's interesting how like he literally gave up on his dream and somehow found his dream again. Like that's really neat. The universe was like, where it's gonna happen? Yeah. And he has like millions of dollars and he has a vlog and he's so busy and he's he's just insane. And I'm like, how do you do it? And he's like oh, I feel the constant need to succeed or I hate myself. And it's like mm. an, a scary feeling. That, oh, wow. But he found like a wife who calms him down. Oh, okay. And yeah. is like, stop talking about work. Turn mm. off your phone. So it's just so he's tortured in his own mind. Mm-hmm. He has so much money, but it's never going to be enough. And he knows that. Wow. <sighs> but like yeah. talking to these people and seeing the human side to them, it's just like, it makes the world seem so different than just like the successful and not successful. I feel like success is once you can master your own mind and it's not mastering you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you have some fucked up shit. Would you like oh to share God, with yeah. us? <laughs> what about you? I want to ask specifically yeah. about, cause you said the Serena documentary was yeah. triggering for you because oh, yeah. you used to play tennis. Yeah. Can you talk about how it was triggering for you? And 100%. how tennis players are, are well, so I, I think tennis players are psychopaths uh-huh. because <laughs> it's the loneliest sport. Mm, if you think about uh, it, like you're on you're on your side of the court. You can't be coached. There's no one in your corner. You can't call timeout. You can't pass the ball when you get nervous. There's no one to blame when you lose. Mm. So even saying that, I'm like a little shook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's scary. Yeah. But I, I always put myself out there and it was like performing for me. I always had a creative side. I liked the attention and I naturally was skilled at it and athletic and I like was very hyper. So it was a good thing. Yeah, good outlet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um I'm from Brooklyn and like I experienced 9-11 when I was 10. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the first time you realize what the world is. Like around 10 years old, you you start like having more emotions and your brain starts to form of like what things are. You're not just following your parents around. And I was like, holy shit, the world is really scary. Yeah. Like my Mm -hmm. my friend's parents died. Mm -hmm. So I coincidentally started to play tennis right when that happened like really getting into tennis and I think I I was like I can control like my parents happiness and Mm. my happiness with this sport and like the world made more sense with sports Uh, like I can go on the court and I win and my parents love me everyone's happy I'm happy and I put all of my anxiety into this sport I think Mm. where like I wouldn't deal with other issues like everything else I didn't care about it was all about tennis because you couldn't control any of that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But tennis was going well. Like, I got ranked top 15 in the nation when I was 14. I moved to wow. Florida. Oh, my God. Damn. I mean, I was in it. Yeah. Like, I was in it. And when I was five years old, <laughs> I told my parents I want to be a professional tennis player. So you have that, like, voice as a kid that you don't want to, like, disappoint. Yeah. Like, you're like, I told myself I was going to do this. Oh, but I didn't realize, like, I suffered from so much performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I would win. Like, I'd figure it out. But, like... Um, competition was like 
judgment day to me. Mm. It's like being a stand-up comedian mm -hmm. and like loving practicing jokes and being really funny, but the second you're on stage, it's your hellhole. Mm. Feels like oh, what that feels like. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like kidding. Yeah, doing I get it. that for your whole life <laughs> yeah. and not growing was yeah. scary. And then I got like a full ride to University of Wisconsin. I played professionally a little, and like. I didn't understand why this was happening to me. I'm like, this is what I'm meant to do. So why am I self-sabotaging and like not happy on the court ever? And finally I was like, I can't do it anymore. And also I fucking hate quotes that are like, never quit. Cause I made <laughs> me feel like a quitter. Right. Yeah. When yeah. really I think I was just bit, like the universe, I think pushes you off of paths for a reason. Yeah. And I was just like banging my head against the wall. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to be a professional tennis player. Then I went to sales, which was again, like, my dad was my coach, so we had a tough relationship. Like, he's my best friend, but, like, it was very hard to see my dad upset when I lost. No. He was kind of living vicariously through me. Yeah. But then I was, like, he was a salesman, and I was, like, now I'm going to do sales, and I'm going to do really well. So I did the same pattern. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. And I think you have to think of life as, like, to simplify it, is you're just doing a lot of patterns, and the second you learn how to break the pattern is when you find yourself. Mm. That's like really deep, but I feel like we're all kind of like computers, like zeros and ones. And like you mm -hmm. learn a lot of shit as a child and then you just like subconsciously do it when you're older. But the second you could like cancel out everyone else's voices and hear yourself is when you're free. Mm -hmm. totally. So I finally like quit. I quit. Um sales i went to marketing which is even more boring <laughs> but i did some i did some sports broadcasting at wisconsin where i played tennis mm -hmm. and i learned how to edit video and i literally just had this moment i was watching old youtubes of me and i was like yeah i'm gonna do video i just like oh. manifested the word video i didn't know what it would mean uh, huh. mm -hmm. and then long story short i someone who i'd met had like heard that i was interested in video and said betches who is this like big insta like yeah yeah like millennial social media, female yeah. social media is looking for their first video producer with five years experience and i was like <laughs> i don't have that but i believe that you should never take a job that you're fully qualified for oh, <laughs> I, do. I think women need to start thinking that way like yeah like men like really like, i'll figure it out and women are like i'm overqualified i'm perfect for this go in a little with a little fear yeah <laughs> but it's like it's like it's like going to do a show that like you know you're gonna sell out easy no try to get the bigger you know yeah, yeah. venue interesting yeah so i like sent a funny video and i had some ideas and i've always had humor in my life my dad's very funny and i was dating a stand-up at the time so i was subconsciously mm. taking all his powers <laughs> <laughs> while we had sex it was like space jam <laughs> i was just like taking his power um no but he was like just inspirational jokes, to yeah. me and he was like very i was like if he could do it he had intimacy problems so we just joke all the time mm -hmm. so i'm like if he could do it i feel like i could do it and so betches my stuff started to go viral i was writing videos for them i was like creating my comedic voice and it was a new place that like didn't have winning or losing it was just like me trying to find my voice mm, nice and then tennis like started to make sense i was like oh i was doing something that like wasn't 100 percent right for me mm. Yeah. And that's okay. And I didn't disappoint that little girl when she was young. Mm. I just grew and I yeah. changed. Yeah. And like, what is success besides just like being happy with what you're doing? Who cares? If I walked in and I said, I won the US Open, you guys would be like, cool. Like, it doesn't, it's not going to change my life. 
I feel like life is like 5% really happy times, 5% really sad times. And then like the rest is just like existing. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like if you can't just find that existing time comfortable, it's like you're fucked. Mm. Right. Not to get dark. But no, that's, <laughs> that's real, man. That hit me hard. Yeah. yeah shit. Sorry. No, it's okay. So yeah, that was here. like my life in a, in a quick synopsis yeah so when you watch a documentary where she's like trying to get back into ke- tennis right after she gave birth you're just oh. like <gasps> like it's, the anxiety it's triggering too because yeah. i felt like i still felt like kind of a failure because mm. i quit it but i have to understand that like it's okay that something wasn't meant for you yeah yeah and it sucks i know in la like everyone's chasing a dream and they're always like should i quit should i quit but i feel like as long as it's still making you happy still do it as long yeah. as you can still pay your bills and it's making you happy still do it and yeah you'll get upset because you get rejected a lot but like when you know it's what you're meant to do, it's all you're meant to do. Yeah. yeah. I have a question about what was, did, was there like a moment when you knew like, I'm definitely quitting, like this is not me anymore? Was it like a progression? Because I quit stand up about a year ago, which we've talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. And I know the exact moment I decided like, I got to get the fuck out of this. Uh, do you have a moment or was it like? I was so, I had brainwashed myself so hard, but it happened because college tennis ended and like I had a choice to go pro or mm. to go sit at a desk and work. Mm. Oh. And my whole life, my dad taught me, like, success is being paid to be able to play a game. Mm. Like, that's what I thought success was. And I saw it very black and white. Like, you either made it or you're sitting at a desk and your life sucks. Mm. But I, like... To go pro as a tennis player, we're learning a lot about sports today. <laughs> to go pro as a tennis player, it's not like basketball or football where you just get signed to a team. Tennis is entrepreneurial. Like, I have to pay for my travel. If I don't get a sponsorship, I only get paid when I win. Ooh, oh, wow. And Whoa. it's very lonely. If you can afford to pay with a co- coach, you have a coach. But otherwise, you're traveling alone. And, like, you're only – it's just, like – a sad sad life and i wasn't ranked high enough after college for me to be like this is for sure a thing yeah it's funny is when i told my parents i'm not going pro they all were like thank god because like really? we were tortured yeah but also there was if you didn't know us you'd be like hannah is such an incredible tennis player because on paper i got a full scholarship to college yeah. like i was ranked always like top you know 20 in the nation like life was like good on the outside that's yeah. why it's like success does not equate to any kind of like deep happiness yeah contentment Mm -hmm. um but i knew i wanted to but yeah instead of doing like the desk job i realized it took me a couple years to realize just because i stopped my dream doesn't mean there's not other dreams happening Mm -hmm. i thought it was like you're literally an accountant or you're a professional (laughs) (laughs) but then i like re-realized like when I was a kid, I tried to get close to my inner child. Like when you were a kid, thinking what you actually enjoyed doing and like, yeah, I love playing sports and running around, but I also was the one who like, if you gave me a pad and paper, I was like drawing for like five hours. I'm like, no one interrupt me. Or I was like trying to do silly dances to make everyone laugh. Mm-hmm. So it's like, th- we are not just like one dimensional like spirits mm-hmm. right. we're so much more complicated than that and like tennis i think prepared me so much even for like my comedy because or segueing to reality tv mm-hmm. like <laughs> tennis is so much fucking drama it's like <laughs> me and a girl across from me just like fighting for like like scholarships all this it's insane like cheating yelling it was crazy so like when i'm on reality tv and like this girl Lindsay's trying to bully me i'm like bitch you don't even know what i've seen (laughs) this is entertainment like i've dealt with like 
my mom and dad paying hundreds of dollars for me to travel to Arizona for a tournament and a girl cheating me at, during Deuce and me losing my shit. Wow. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> someone just like saying that, like trying to make me feel bad. I'm like, okay. So it was, it was still like performative for me and fun mm-hmm. and like, yeah, we all have so many skills and so many things. It's just our brain that can close us off. Yeah. Like your, your future is literally just controlled by how creative your brain is. Yeah. yeah. So what was the jump between the desk job to being on a reality TV show? How well, does I, that work? <laughs> great question. When I was at Betches, I was just like making videos. I thought it was my dream job. I was having so much fun. And then I got a DM from a producer because I like kind of knew some people on the cast. And um, I grew up, I'm a native New Yorker. In New York, you like, on, during the summer, you don't stay in the city. It's like gross concrete jungle. <laughs> mm-hmm. You go out to Long Island and you go and you play tennis or golf. I would like nap at my grandpa's house and like play golf. I didn't party the way we do, but I was like, <laughs> let's do it. And I kind of was like, this is going to be me. I'm going to be myself. But I think it's an opportunity for me to show people like, just because you're on TV doesn't mean you're per- perfect. I could be on TV and show people like I have insecurities. I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with anxiety. I have daddy issues that are more complex than what the media shows. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I could take this opportunity and do something like reality TV hasn't stereotypically seen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Cool. So I'm like kind of having fun with that right now. Obviously, I can't control how the thing ends up. But like I try to just be really authentic and not afraid of like looking like an idiot. Hey, and embarrassing my entire family which can happen that's a good way to go into reality tv is just being like hey whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen but they say when if you try to produce yourself the producers like laugh in your face because you're not in control uh, <laughs> i would not do well yeah. Reality yeah. TV. that sounds terrifying i mean as somebody who's like anxious as you just said how the fuck are you on a reality tv show like and not like pulling your hair out is it just because it's like funny to you and you're like oh it's like a funny thing to do or like how because it sounds like an absolute nightmare to me like i really don't know yeah. how yeah i also would deal with that stress it was a timing thing uh-huh. because like i think we all deal with anxiety to an extent and like i did fucking work on myself like i was in therapy and i was like why does my brain play tricks on me and I was in a really, like, healthy place by the time reality TV was like, hey, you want to do this? And I was like, it was almost like me playing a match when I'm finally ready, mm-hmm. except it was in a different vertical. Mm. And, like, I never, I didn't have any nerves, and I kind of was like, I've worked on myself. I- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I was in a relationship where I 
recently like felt like I lost myself and had it was like tennis came through him again where it was like I felt expectations and I wanted to win and I wanted to hold him up like a trophy when he was so not right for me and then it just like blew up in my face and I got in a dark place and then getting out of it like getting out of a dark place will teach you more about yourself than anything yeah yeah anything so I think I was like out of my dark place and I was like I like I like who I am in the mirror and um it's an adventure that I thought, like, how often do you get asked to do that? Yeah. And I was like, worst case scenario, my entire family's embarrassed. But you know what? <laughs> I've, I've embarrassed them before. <laughs> and, like, I just, I think it was, it was risky of me, but it seemed like a risk that I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Some risks are really scary to me that aren't scary to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, like, I'll raise my hand in front of, like, 200 people and talk, and other people are like, are you a maniac? And I'm like, just my brain. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know that for public speaking, that's like so many people's number one fear. And yeah. For us, that's where we feel most comfortable. But yeah. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of comedians. Maybe this is a dumb question. I don't watch a lot of reality. No <laughs> questions are dumb. What is Summer House about? That is a great question. Okay. So where are you from originally? I'm from California. Okay, cool. Are you guys from California too? I am. I'm from Washington State. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. But you're all like West Coast. Oh, this yes. is fun. Okay. <laughs> so Summer House is about... People who have, like, fun, cool jobs in the city. Some are more fun than others. But, like, so we're working hard in the city. I live in midtown Manhattan. So it's, like, the Empire State Building. I'm on that block. It's just, like... Oh, you're in it, man. I'm in it. And the reason I'm in it is because the rent is cheaper and it's easy to get anywhere on the subway. I'm just trying to get you to, like, envision. No, I love (laughs) it. And I walk, like, 10 blocks to my job. Everything's walking or subway or an expensive Uber. So I'd work at Betches. But then on the weekends... During the summer, a lot of people get summer Fridays or you just have your weekend and you want to get out of the concrete jungle that's like hot and like concrete and gross. So you get a house in the Hamptons. So the Hamptons is basically like New York, but moved to a beach. It's Mm. like all the fun clubs and bars and restaurants and pools. I love pools. Yeah. The coolest because you don't just your friends don't have pools growing up in Brooklyn. (laughs) But so you get this big house that like no one can afford, but you get like 10 to 20 people in it. So every weekend you do a share house. So it's basically like they follow us like drama during the week because your week affects your weekend. Like yeah. you get, have a sh- your boss is an asshole to you. You're, you're going to feel it on the weekend and want to drink a little more or whatever. However you deal with your demons. Yeah. <laughs> but they follow us. It's like Big Brother where you have you're recorded 24 7 like sleeping wow. eating whatever. Oh my God. And um, so I'd work Ooh. five days a week. They record you sleeping. I go to sleep with the red dot looking at me. And oh. I was like, oh, I hope, <laughs> I'm just like I hope I don't fart in my sleep. Sorry. <laughs> oh my Sorry God. producers. Oh but um. Then, like, it's just eight of us and us dealing with, like, the friendship of summer. I I, I know we're not coming of age because I'm 27, but I feel like we're always coming of age in, mm. like, your time in your life. And we're all dealing with, like, none of us are married. We're dealing with finding relationships ourselves. And our careers are, like, kind of established but still working on it. So mm. we're all in this weird phase. And it's really, like, fun. It's not, like, housewives drama where people's families are getting torn apart. It's more, like you're like weirdest friends having fun and you're like don't want to go to the party but you'd like to be a fly on the wall at the party mm. <laughs> is is it like jersey shore is it like it's crazy like, drunk and like it's like jersey hair? shore and like but like a little classier oh, <laughs> yeah. a little. like fun. not too much classier but like we're getting instead of like them doing fireball shots we do do fireball shots but it's ah, a lot yeah. of rosé okay, okay. <laughs> rosé sure 
People like, yeah. And you already knew some of the people who were in the cast. I already knew some of the people. And surprisingly, okay. like, we really all hit it off. Mm-hmm. Like, we had the kind of chemistry where, like, we call each other out on our shit. But we, like, actually do like each other. Have you, oh, like, nice. hooked up on camera with anybody yet? So I, like, kiss a guy on camera. And I also cry on camera, <laughs> which I didn't think I would do. But you have to understand, however sane you are... Weekend 11, some people, I'm like, if they breathe in my direction right now, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Like, like, no matter how much you think you can control yourself, you get pushed. But also, like, I was kind of excited to grow. Like, I grew from this reality show, which sounds so weird, but I was forced forced to be in social situations that you could never force me to be in. Mm. Like, I had to, I like to be a hermit on the weekend with my cat. You like cats too, right? I do. I love how much you stalked me. I know. Well, it's fun. I love you too. Also, I just was connecting with the cat thing. With Kelly. Yeah, yeah. No and then the basketball. Cats. It just. I have nothing against you two. I stalked you equally. I promise. I give you all equal stalking time. Afterwards, she's like, "That girl was obsessed with me." I love it. I'm like, what else did you see? Um, what was I talking about? Uh, about weekend, weekend eleven. 11. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm a hermit. hermit. I just yeah. want to stay with my cat. But then I was literally forced to wake up and do things and then i was also forced to if someone's like kind of mean to me i literally will just be like note to self that person's an asshole and i'll talk shit about her to my best friend <laughs> later and that's how i cope with issues and then if you come towards me like i don't love your energy and i'm like not gonna be excited to hang out with you but this instead they're like oh are you mad at Lindsay?" and i'm like yeah she was being kind of a bitch well you have to talk to her about it and i'm like mm. and they're like you need to talk about your issues and i'm like but i'm drunk and they're like you should. <laughs> so like it's basically Perfect. dysfunctional oh, group yeah. therapy oh that's, <laughs> that's that. a good way to dysfunctional drunk group therapy so they are just, yeah. just people like cattle prodding you like go talk to mm, it's whoever. it's actually like really not produced a lot okay. but there are moments where like because we're in it and we're making entertainment it's like if someone pisses you off you gotta address it and i'm the least confrontational person off the tennis court like yeah. off the tennis court we're all comedians someone says something to you you're like oh, okay and you make them laugh and you move on you yeah. don't take anything seriously but yeah. tennis i would be a psychopath but this was a time for me to confront some people and you can i literally like once had to confront someone on the show and like i couldn't make eye contact with her and i was like you hurt my feelings like i really didn't want to do it but you get to see me in weird situations that i would have never put yeah. myself in mm-hmm. huh. and it made me less scared of like real life yeah so hmm. would you say that this reality show is relatively real or do you still this think this show like- is this show is like very real because we're not like planning scenes. Yeah. The cameras are just always on where other shows, they'll be like, okay, we're going to meet at this cafe and you guys are going to talk. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't know exactly how other shows do it, but all I know is our show is just cameras everywhere. Like there are so many scenes that I'm like, how'd they get that? I was in the hot tub. Like yeah. no cameras, wow. but there's, there's mics behind our bed and we oh didn't know god. that so like me and Paige would they wake up oh my god me and Paige would wake up and I'd be <laughs> how do you masturbate um, not on the weekends or in the bathroom <laughs> the bathrooms were safe but if two people go in the bathroom they're allowed to go in what? Whoa! 
my god i'm telling you holy shit that's why by weekend 11 you're like i will lose it on yeah. anyone yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, <laughs> i'm gonna tell you you guys should watch season three of summer house it's really good oh my nice. god i'll definitely check it out now yeah, i'm into it yeah i would say like a lot of other reality shows like you know it's not real everything's mm-hmm. overproduced they're doing several takes per scene oh no no but no. this is like hidden planted cameras and you guys are just doing your thing yeah and like there are cameras that are filming yeah um but yeah there i've never repeated anything on the show wow oh, wow no. yeah that's yeah. kind of impressive it's, <laughs> and it's also like because i think the cast is really good like mm-hmm. i know that i think if sh- I'm like talking so much about production, but I think it's really interesting. If a show like doesn't have a good story, like people might have to step in and push them a little more. But if you're, everything is better organic. And that's why, um, like Taylor, you don't watch a lot of reality TV, but mm-hmm. I do think that I love shitty reality TV. And it's mm-hmm. because there's like these golden nuggets of like the most real shit. But with all the fake shit, there's like golden nuggets of like heartbreak or like embarrassment yeah. that like mm. you they can capture. It's like sports yeah. for entertainment, of like mm. the agony of defeat, like The Bachelor. <laughs> like it's all fake, but then there's that one moment when she's crying and you're like, oh my god, this is so pure and yeah, authentic. Good point. Good yeah. point. And that's what I love about because I'm fascinated by like the vulnerability of human souls. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my dark side. <laughs> That's very like true. Not for everyone. I don't know. I know it's a little dark, but <laughs> well, who yeah. would you like to have on your podcast? Is there anybody that you're specifically like? Oh man, I want to know like what is fucked up about them. Besides or... Beyonce, that is Besides such Beyonce. a great. Oh yeah, Beyonce would be great. Um, I I'm very fascinated with like not getting like the most famous people, mm. but getting people that I have good chemistry with and people who are willing to go deep with me. Obviously, it takes me like kind of buttering them up a little to go there like no one's just gonna be like yeah i have bulimia yeah but like yeah. people that can go there um i've always been inspired by chelsea handler mm-hmm. i think she's like cool like i grew up watching her show and i once taught her playing tennis she didn't know who i was obviously but i taught her and like i'm just fascinated with like her career because now she's very political also i mean even amy schumer too like there's so much darkness in comedians and they've always been the best on my podcast because they know how fucked up they are Mm -hmm. and they know how to laugh about it because overall my podcast has a very comedic tone right Mm -hmm. like i i was talking with this girl who worked for barstool who was a military um a military vet and like we literally started laughing hysterically about her like suicide plan which is insane to me but like to have lightness in that darkness like me saying it to you you're like you're sick but in the moment it was really funny (laughs) she was like i'm gonna go to the george washington bridge i'm like it's so new york for you to be like i'm walking here i'm trying to jump off the bridge get your car out of my way (laughs) and we were just cracking up and i think that for people to be able to hear that in a destigmatized way is powerful um but yeah i don't really know who would be on my podcast i just love (laughs) fucked up conversations (laughs) conversations <laughs> that's the moral of my story yeah. but i love comedians like you all are invited of course to go on it <laughs> next time you're in the city what has doing year. the podcast taught you about yourself amazing question um it's really shown me how similar people are mm. like i found so much connection with people that i would have never thought like, because yeah. it's so easy to, like, project onto people that, like, 
you have it the hardest and like everyone else has it so much easier and I was definitely guilty of that when I was in dark times being like no one else understands how hard it is to live in my mind but then when you talk to someone you're like oh my god we all we all are still haunted by that embarrassing thing we said in third grade or like (laughs) you know we all have those moments where for no reason we illogically doubt ourselves yeah and it's like oh my god we're in it together I think especially with females like our brains work in a unique way so bonding with more women has like really empowered me especially creatives like even doing this podcast like I saw my friend Remy Casimir Mm -hmm. was on it and I was like okay if Remy likes them I feel like I'll like them and I feel like women coming together over like our struggles this is a like mental health podcast yeah so Mm -hmm. it's like it's just really powerful that we're able to talk about it with each other how do you get people to open up to you about that stuff? I mean, I know you said you kind of butter them up a little yeah. bit. I'm just like, I'm sure there's 10 minutes of like, you're so amazing. Let's talk about how amazing you are. Yeah. But I mean, do you have like certain questions that you ask everybody? Do you kind of get into it, you know, guest to guest and, and do your research beforehand and kind of go like, what about this? Can we get in here and it's just burrow? It's funny. I, I really, every podcast I end with seven deadly sins where I talk hmm. to them about like, what's the last time that you were a sloth or when was the last time you were angry who are you envious of so like they oh, know those questions so like they have to answer those questions oh, that's <laughs> but fun. in the beginning i like i i think i just have a knack for getting to people to, to open up and i have a knack for being vulnerable myself and i think when they see me like i don't get embarrassed easily which i think is why i'm good on reality tv because i'll be like farting in the hot tub and i'm like Wah. um <laughs> i'm like pay me more money per episode <laughs> <laughs> but when i'm vulnerable they feel like safer to be like oh that happened to me too mm-hmm. and like honestly my conversations like i it's much more exhausting for me to do an interview than like for me to be on an interview with you guys. Cause when I'm interviewing someone, I'm like listening to everything they're saying and like really trying to connect to them to understand the why and how. So that when I do ask a follow up question, it's not just being nosy. It's like actually makes sense. Like, like someone was talking about alcoholism and I was like, so what kind of like pain were you trying to numb? Mm-hmm. And like that's a logical question to ask if you're opening about that. So yeah. you just kind of like peel layers until th- they don't want it to be peeled anymore, and you know that. But a lot of people that come on are ready to go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. like, they, it's I'm like, this is not you know for your mom. Yeah, you know, baking in the morning. We're <laughs> yeah. trying to get down <laughs> dirty. Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't for like apple pies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do so, you? Oh, you go ahead. Good. Oh, um, I was gonna say a lot of our listeners. Uh, we have a, like a private Facebook group, and a lot of people talk about like wanting to make a career change mm-hmm. or some kind of shift, or they're hating their I job. I love course correction. Right. So it's like you played tennis for how long? <laughs> um, like. 20 years so you played tennis for 20 years you were probably thinking okay this is it this Mm -hmm. is forever Mm -hmm. so how mentally what kind of stuff were you telling yourself to kind of get you get you out of that place and make it okay to go elsewhere well I thought I was just like immediately behind like Mm -hmm. I was like oh I like fashion but people have been doing fashion their whole life or oh I like comedy but people have been doing comedy their whole life Mm -hmm. but I think you have to understand that like it's about finding your happiness and if you're it's not about competing with other people it's competing mm-hmm. with yourself right. and like ultimately who would have known that I was like depressed not knowing what I'm doing and two years later I'm on a national tv show it was literally just me knowing what I wanted to do and like the results will take care of itself I really believe that as long as you're being like 
listening to your own voice of what you really want, not what your parents want, not what looks good on paper, not what you think your boyfriend wants. And then like, it's almost like tennis was putting a round peg in a square hole or a square mm. peg in a round hole. You guys know what I was trying to say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're like, either ooh, one. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Where it's like, you'd be surprised when you are doing something right, how things are going to accelerate for you. Mm. And also, as Margaret Josephs from Real Housewives of New Jersey said, like, there's no timetable. Like, time is all constructed by society. Like, I know, like, oh, you look younger sometimes or you might be in a better place. You don't have kids. You can move at a different time. But really, like, you can follow your dreams at any time. Mm -hmm. And I hate it. It's like you only live one life. But, like, seriously, you do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid of, like, the results with it as long as you can afford financially to like have a roof over your head and have food the happiness will fulfill the rest by doing what you want to do i have no tolerance for people who are like doing jobs that don't make them happy when they're not in it just like for finances it's like life is too short and i know some people aren't as like hungry or crazy as me (laughs) but it's like seriously you get addicted to complaining sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Like you love being like, oh, I hate my job. Yeah. yeah. Get out of that. Like you, imagine all the time you could have doing what you want with that time you were complaining. Complain about fun stuff. Complain <laughs> about like, oh, oh, I just like got this gig and like the trailer's not big. Like go do that. <laughs> yeah. Like that's way more fun. Yeah. Don't complain about like your boss who sucks. Yeah. People so get fun. scared to like move out of their comfort zone. It's kind of like what you were saying before that we're just like ones and zeros. We're programmed to have these patterns. And so even if people are miserable, it's more comfortable for them to be miserable. You're so right. Than to break out of and that. And that's why I think rock bottom is a thing. Cause like, mm. it's even like relationships. You'll stay with someone like until it gets like really bad. You're like, it needs to end violently for me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's like when I hit rock bottom after like my breakup, I was like, all I want is to be happy. And when you're like really clear with that, then you're just grateful for like, I wake up in the morning, I'm not depressed and I'm doing what I like. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, why am I not ranked internationally? Why don't I have a sponsorship? Why am I not on Forbes 30 under 30? No. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? Yeah. The rest yeah. comes with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And when was your breakup in relation to, like, how soon after was this reality TV show opportunity? So my breakup um, was, I actually dated, so I dated this guy. His name is Dan Soder. He's, like, does stand-up oh, yeah. in the hey, city. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah that's, that's, my, that's my man. Um, we're good, but, like, we were not great for each other. Mm. And, like, it ended right while I was, like, at Betches. And, like, he made me feel, like, like so connected to, like, talent and, like, comedy. And I felt, like, alive and relevant, like, being with him and, like, being part of his world. And then, like, when we broke up, I realized, like, I was kind of using him as, like, a trophy and being, mm. like, look who I'm dating. And then when he was gone, I was forced to face, like, like my tennis issues of, like, my ego and success. And, like, I wanted him to, like, fix all the tennis issues to be, like, oh, I'm not a failure. I'm dating him. Oh, That's literally yeah. what I did. And then once we broke up, I got, it got really dark. And then I started to build myself up again through, ther- through therapy. And next thing you know, I started my podcast. I'm going to say, like, it took, like, six months start my podcast reality show came it really was like a very quick and like he's an amazing person he was the wrong man for me and once I got out of it things started to like work for me and I realized you don't need a man ever (laughs) you don't 
on me to me. <laughs> but he did help me get confidence in my comedy. Mm-hmm. And like, I am eternally grateful for that. Mm-hmm. He didn't know it at the time, though. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how'd you come up with that joke? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, because we also get a lot of people who are writing in about like that relationship in their 20s that mm-hmm. isn't right for them, but they're trying to make it work. And like, oh, don't force anything. Yeah. And that's why I think right now it's the first time I'm single and like happy about it. Because before mm-hmm. when I was single, I was always like fishing. I was like, who am I going to catch? <laughs> who am I going to yeah. trap? You know the Ali Wong joke yeah, about trapping his ass? Yeah. I'm going to trap his ass. Yeah. Don't. She's joking. Do not trap anyone. <laughs> don't force anyone. Because eight months later, you'll be like, oh, this is why this is, was a terrible idea. Right. Like yeah. the truth comes out. Yeah. Um, sometimes it just takes a while to figure it out. So like, I'm just like doing me and I feel like with the right person, you can't fuck it up. Mm. So like, I'll ignore someone for eight months. As long as you don't murder them, it'll work <laughs> out. I, like, I believe their our energies will come together. Yeah. So I'm just in this place where I'm like, I'm not trying, I'm not forcing, I'm putting myself out there in a very authentic way. Like tell them up front, like I like cats and astrology. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like pepper spray to him, it's not gonna work. Yeah. yeah. But if it isn't, you're like, oh, yeah. Let's do this. What's up? Like you're I used to hide the fact I like cats for like a bit. Oh no, you really? got. If you love cats, you need to have a man who loves cats. And like, if he's allergic, I'm like, you better fix that. Like, figure yeah, you it better out. Fix you that. better figure out that genetic mutation. Get that Claritin. Get that Claritin. Get that Claritin. Well, baby she's boy. allergic to cats and has well, that's yeah. true massive love. cats. Yeah, that's exactly. true love. I, is, my dad yeah. grew out of it. Just FYI, that it's like you desensitize. I used to say, I used to go, oh my god, I love all animals. Like I love dogs, but like I always had a cat growing up because I grew up in Brooklyn, so it was small. I didn't want to abuse a dog with like a small area. And then later on, he's like, "Why do you have a hundred photos of your cat sleeping on your phone?" I'm like, "Cause I love her. I'm upset so much." Yeah. yeah I wish thing. I didn't bring her up. Now I miss her. Oh, oh. Just show me a picture afterward, okay? I had it in my back as my background, and I had to take it off because I was getting too emotional whenever I checked my phone. Oh. <laughs> And I checked my phone up a zillion times a day, and I was like, this is not healthy for me mentally. That is like, so funny. I thought you were going to say, because like, guys thought it was weird. No, no, no. Because like, no, I, I was tearing oh, up. Sorry, sorry. I was literally like, her name's Butter. And I was just like, Butter. Her name's Butter. <laughs> it's like when you're at a party, and you realize oh your pet's home alone, and you're like, I need to go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Butter. Yeah, oh. Butter. I love names of like food or like real people names. Like, Stephanie. It's, yep. That makes me laugh. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, you're you're a great guest for this. I mean, Thank do you, you have any last words of like advice, wisdom that people can yeah. can take with them to follow their dreams? I think that like just like throw out any story you had when you were a kid of what you think success is and any patterns mm-hmm. that you were taught of like what's right and wrong mm-hmm. and start to just listen to what you want. It's and being selfish like that is actually really healthy. Cause it's the only way you could be happy because it's just you just Absolutely. you Absolutely. and where can people find you oh yeah you can follow me on instagram at being burns b-e-i-n-g b-e-r-n-z and subscribe to the burning in hell podcast b-e-r-n it's a pun in my name it's cute it's not a <laughs> devil worshiping podcast um, but yeah i love you guys so much i'm so happy we got to connect in la yeah, yeah. Awesome. thanks right. for doing it thanks for coming on sweet man. sweet oh, thank right. you bye. bye guys love you 
You guys, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting Self Helpless. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, at Self Helpless Podcast. And you can visit selfhelplesspodcast.com for all things Self Helpless. Learn about Patreon and how to sign up. Our merch is there. Information about our Facebook group and how to join all the episodes you can listen to are on there. A little bit about the show. Our individual sites are linked there and our contact information, email and P.O. box if you want to send us some love letters. And <laughs> you can follow us individually as well. I am at Delaney Fisher on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and DelaneyFisher.com, where you can watch my docu-comedy special, Love at First Cousin, for free. And then DicksByDelaney.com if you want to buy some dick mugs. Sweet. I'm at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, KelseyCook.com for all tour dates and merch. And my album, Savor It, is still available to buy on iTunes. And you can watch Wrists of Fury, my foosball web series that has an episode of Taylor and Delaney uh, on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram and ttomcomedy.com for my Netflix special and all live tour dates. Sweet. We yeah. love you guys so much. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't it